0: Welcome back to another episode of Ramblings of a Madman. I'm here with Adam Nichols. How you doing, bud?
1: How's it going, man?
0: Not too bad. So you're an environmental project manager in uh, Texas. How's that going?
1: Mm. Uh, pretty good. I uh, work for the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. I manage superfund sites, uh, and I yeah, it's pretty much it. Just call contractors. It's it's pretty it's pretty easy. Just um, manage timetables, keep it. <laughs> going Most of the Superfund sites are pretty old, so it's not like uh, anything super exciting, like, uh, you know, actually, like, urgency response, but it's, you know, consistent and uh, <laughs> easiest job in the world. I shouldn't get paid more than a McDonald's people. <laughs> How about you?
0: That's really cool. What's, I'm yeah. a, a water well drilling instructor, so we just go out, um, we're drilling a hole right now out in uh, Death Valley, in the desert, we're gonna drill 650 feet. Teaching people how to do it, you know, safely and environmentally conscious. So I think nice. I, I think we have that in common. That we deal a little bit, a little bit with the environment anyway.
1: That's good. Very cool. Yeah. So something common.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> Man, how long has <laughs> yeah, it been? Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, since I took my Facebook, probably two years, apparently, according to the messenger logs. But yeah, <laughs> since I saw you, probably yeah, something. Yeah. Something a long time. Uh, 2011. Yeah. That's what yeah. We
0: so. Yeah, yeah I think it was 2011.
1: So. Yeah, right around uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Good times. Yeah, good for sure. Good times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it. did you have any topics lined up? I listened to a few of your other episodes. Seemed to start organized and this ended to going in a going scattered direction.
0: They were. I didn't want to um, jump too heavy into politics, but that's kind of what I had lined up. I wanted yeah, to know uh, what your... Um, Kind of what your view on uh, economic uh, policy should be like, uh, um, as far as overall like macro, and then what we'll kind of work our way micro. You know what I mean? Like uh, between See, i, I See, the way I
1: think is starts opposite. You know, should start all always, always start micro and then go. That's so? that's the yeah I, I do because like uh, at least that's that's my take on it. That's going to be the difference, the fundamental difference in uh, our takes. I'm sure.
0: Yeah maybe so where do you think it starts in?
1: i think it starts with uh what we have well because like that's because like, people move around people are everywhere uh, but it really starts in like where where you are so i think your economy really should start with like your, your resources in the area uh and i think economic policy probably should start with making sure that uh the resources are utilized in a good steward way uh that keeps us uh, around a long time and maybe even uh Reverses you know, climate change wouldn't that be a fancy fancy feat
0: that would be i don't understand <clears throat> no i completely agree with you there um i think we have to be conscious especially of our resources around us Of the people there's a lot of that's the whole thing with this the with economics is there's a lot of mm. a lot of pieces to it you know it's not just yeah there's no definitely. i don't think there's any one right answer i think it's mm. all very um nuanced and I think it's interesting. You know.
1: Yeah, they have a, a variety of different classes in it and every nuance, so I'm quite sure that uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I, you know, that neither of us could possibly understand about the workings, that just, you know, if they can study it, then it's a system that's... Yeah. yeah. I times. know,
0: since our uh, last discussion, you brought up uh, like Marx and uh, socialism, and I've done a lot of research mm-hmm. on that since. I've uh, got to tell you, I've learned a lot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's not what uh, people say no. at all, but that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> people just like to brand each other with uh, the, the terms of last generation scare tactics.
0: Yeah, you know, I definitely uh, I've noticed that a lot of the um, I would like uh, the dialogue has certainly shifted over the years, but a lot of it has kind of stuck. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. People decided that uh, free things is what uh, Marx was all about. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Yeah. Well, it certainly seems like that.
0: My whole thing with uh, socialism is it's kind of hard to wrap your head around, especially since it's never been fully uh, fully adopted by anyone.
1: Well, then uh, if we're going to discuss socialism, we should both we should define it so that we know what we're both discussing. I agree. Okay, so... What I understand socialism, and socialism wasn't actually defined or differentiated by Marx from communism at all. He was used the terms interchangeably, but what it's evolved to believe, what most people call it, is like the transition state between, um, between modern day, you know, whatever whatever happens it to be, and communism. Right. And the transition state of socialism is essentially the workers' democracy. Um, and it's essentially it's after uh, after the, uh, whatever this you know government economy is no longer functioning the workers democracy the, the workers uh, democracy would essentially be the concept of classes do you know do you know how, how class was defined by Marx
0: not particularly
1: so he he defined class and state uh, very particularly and that was the foundation of um, of his book capital which I have not read but I've read the short abridged uh, idea of a pamphlet for uh, for worker people, if some almost a little worker beast the Communist Manifesto was like 45 pages. It's like their salesman's guide, and, you know. For the random person, the the capital was more for the philosophers and the, you know, the <laughs> the debaters. Yeah. I uh, I definitely don't have the the political science education or the willpower to read a book that's you know, yay yay thick about two inches for yeah. for our listeners and it doesn't have small, it doesn't have very big fonts, so it's yeah <laughs> it's difficult to read uh but the small the short bridge version essentially describes uh the concept of uh after after the revolution um so okay so i'll start with class i'm going in a circle i have uh, never actually talked about politics in a form that i'd be like recorded afterward and i work for the government so i have to be very particular because like in, for example if i were to be mistaken For advocating for revolution which in no way am i doing that in new york for example i can lose my driver's license which i'm not in new york so but that's uh but it has repercussions so everyone should so the freedom of speech is not universal where you're standing in the united states and what you can and can't say is very different you know you can't curse on virginia beach uh and you can you can't advocate for revolution in the new york state so uh so i'm not advocating for revolution because you know you never know where i live but that's not what i'm doing so what I'm saying is, a class is a group of people who all have a similar life experience. Like material conditions was how he uh, how did he define the life experience? Like people who you know like uh, had a similar similar house, a similar lifestyle, uh, that would be a similar class. And uh, he defines state as a armed uh, as a organization uh, designed to separate the classes to keep the upper class. An upper class over other classes, right? Okay. So, so when uh, communists say that there will be no government, and there is no government, and, and uh, non-communists are saying what you're describing sounds a whole lot like so much government. It's ridiculous. It's because uh, there's no state in a communist uh, world. There's because there's one class in this in this fantasy. Uh, that we have all, you know, share that communists share of communism. Um, it's because there's no there's no state because there's one class. No one needs to separate another. So it all just kind of works. Is is the idea, and socialism is the way you get there theoretically. After there's no organization, then the workers, uh, then every us, everyone who earns a wage, takes a paycheck, makes profit for the man, whoever the man might be, even if they're a woman, um, etc. So uh, the working class. Uh, would theoretically, it's also called the dictatorship of the proletariat. Proletariat's a fancy way of saying worker. Okay. Um, and it's because the working class would be the new state for that moment in time. The socialist state would be the workers voting, like in a direct democracy style. He even described it in um, in the manifesto and uh, how, he, how he thought it would be. And it's the reason why it's called communism, is because uh, in every area it's community. Uh, whatever you just find community, people who live in a even more similar lifestyle, right? The people who live in a an area, of the piney woods of East Texas, for example, you know, be a community. Hypothetically, maybe smaller communities, I don't know, but they would all get together and they'd vote. And as a commune, and that was what he called it, they'd vote on ideas and they'd have a representative, and that would go up to a ladder of regional and blah blah. He just described it. It was like a stater up, stater step direct democracy with representative crap on uh, larger areas, you know, like representatives that went up. He described it, and it's, it's a 45-page book, but it separates, uh, it was intended to describe his ideas to the worker, so it's really easy to understand, even though it's kind of strangely worded, because it's been translated like a million times. Yeah, that's fair. I don't... <clears throat> Sorry for the monologue, so... <laughs> I, mean, I still it <laughs> back and forth.
0: No, the <clears throat> the idea of workers being in charge is certainly a good idea, but the problem with that, obviously, is you need to, um, you need to organize that.
1: Right? I mean, and so who organizes happen. a factory would be the factory manager, right? The factory manager is the one who organizes the factory. He's like, figures out the shifts. He makes sure they get either he orders the logistical stuff or uh, the logistical stuff is ordered by the logistical guy, uh, et cetera. You know, like, that's all done by a worker, um, you know? Sometimes the owner is a worker it happens sometimes but it's it's the workers should be the one to make the decisions that's the idea because everything starts out with like your own personal sphere of like ecosystem right like you wake up and you go to work and you buy stuff with that work right and this in the socialist like in the socialist sphere there would definitely be money still 100 percent right so uh, yeah. So, like, you go to work, and you, that's your material conditions. That's your ecosphere. So, like, you should be the influential in the decisions that affect your ecosphere. If you start at the bottom, if you start to see like what the natural resources are around, what you have already, what's already there. Like, in a perfect world, the factory that's already sitting there, or uh, what have you. You know, that's that's the right now the natural resources. That's what's there. You know, uh, it's just there already. You know, people <laughs> should just uh, organize around it. Who's gonna stop them? I know. Because there's no government, there's no need for people to stop them. You know, everyone just does what they need to do, buys what they need with the stuff they're doing. Everyone's happy. Everyone eats. It's place very... to sleep. There's all these places to sleep, and no one can use them because sorry, there's a spider. I'm trying to murder it. That's uh... that's what the dancing <laughs> and stuff is. Like, Again, yeah. I'm a vegan, yeah, so I'm not really vegan because I'm killing spiders, but like, yeah, so I thought that was funny. You're vegan. Yeah. Hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I went vegan in college because it was uh, when it was environmental science and they had this uh, simulation. It was like, how many worlds? Everyone lived like you. How many worlds? What do we need? And it was definitely more than one until you like stopped eating meat, stopped driving, stopped basically doing anything oh. that how we do in society. Yeah. Yeah, good times. <laughs> So we, i think we need to restructure society uh, around what the world's capable of sustaining like uh, car culture we should probably uh, try to redefine as a society uh, as well just to get you more into politics we lead are you down that lane <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but see we are though we're already moving in that direction
1: away now from we're... car culture or toward tunnels it's more toward tunnels the... for cars and more lanes every highway gets more lanes
0: more sustainable uh car vehicles is, i should say you we say are. sustainable car vehicles we got, we got but EVs. electric
1: vehicles are just as bad for the environment uh for as gas vehicles this is from an environmental scientist well, that's that's the, by the way lives. every opinion that comes out of my mouth is not the opinion of my work it's just the opinion of me and i am okay. a, welcome to welcome to disclaimers a lot of, legal disclaimer this is not financial advice Appreciate i'm not that. a financial advisor okay i'm
0: not a yeah. political
1: advisor yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know what advice I'm giving, but... Bitcoin. Yeah, I Bitcoin. Uh, I echo all the same disclaimers, if I can. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, nobody should be taking advice from me anyway. Yeah, uh, same. same. <laughs> so... i not qualified. To get, <laughs> I want to get to that point that you just made about we can't... Um, we're not moving to- more towards a, a more sustainable culture already. How much right. you think that we're not?
1: So... Our, we're Car culture curious. specifically, I think that we're leaning towards making everything electric, right? And you, you, see, the, you see the problems with that already, even before. So, like, I, I don't know numbers, so I'm not going to make up numbers, right? So, like, there's lots of cars on the road, right? There's a large number. And a very, very small number of them are electric, right? Sure. Uh, very, very small, percentage-wise, tiny percent. This is someone in the United States, because we don't, you know, this is we don't know shit about the world. You know what i mean india doesn't have a lot of cars per population because whatever so like this is america that i know anything about that we need to affect right so a lot of cars very few electric we're supposed to increase our demand by the percentage that's not electric right that's the idea get all the gas off the road because they're going towards more sustainable future that's a lot of lithium that's a lot of nickel nickel and cobalt i think is the new battery they're aiming at uh, that's a lot of whatever that uh like a lot that's uh that's going to destabilize probably economies it's already proven has a stabilized economy through um, I'm not like a a political scientist and I wasn't there but like Bolivia it wasn't Bolivia overthrown by Elon Musk just to get lithium already and that's like before people even like that's before Biden got on the Elon you know electric vehicle you know thing that was before that you know what I mean so like the demand is so much higher than supply already you know that's my issue and they're they're extraordinarily heavy so like uh, they're they're so they're so much heavier than a regular car, and they damage the roads, right? They put more uh, they leak shit out of their tires because of the weight that other cars don't, and they damage the roads. And the roads are made primarily from petroleum and toxic metals and stuff because that's what we we, we use the roads to recycle waste a lot.
0: Asphalt.
1: uh Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. But like, so when we damage it, it releases all that stuff into the into the water as it rains, good, you know, good times. So like it, it damages our, our existing infrastructure more. You know, so now we're going to have more potholes. That's more damaged vehicles. That's more maintenance costs for America as it as it goes up more. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, there's a lot that's wrong with electric cars and the, the, the cost of making them and the battery and the, the, the fact that after 10 years they're they kind of get scrapped and I've heard they can go to solar at that point and be used for household batteries. And that's really good. But uh, until that becomes mainstream right now, after 10 years, they basically become useless and get thrown away. And we get solar as a car and they, they needed a new battery. That's what it usually happens. But okay. like, cause it's, So
0: maybe you can tell me if this is true or not, but I did hear that solar, uh, once a solar panel is used, it can't be used for anything else. It's just trash after that point.
1: Solar panel, Yeah, but they last for a really long time. I don't actually know a whole lot about solar and I know that they're continuously upgrading stuff. But uh, that, yeah, I don't, I don't know enough about renewable energy, honestly. Other, but <laughs> like, you yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm actually trying to get into that. I, uh, I'm not sure what I'll be doing for my my next job, but I'm trying to get LEED certified, which is like uh, for inspecting buildings, making sure they're all sustainable. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. But I'm gonna try to do that. Um, maybe I'm, on, I don't know. Break out of the. Right now, I just uh, make sure people follow regulation. <clears throat> Which just tells people how much they're allowed to pollute, and then that, that how much they're allowed to pollute isn't like, because it's in my temperament. I do to tell them no, you know. And Texas likes the. Uh, this is my opinion. Texas likes really likes to not hurt the economy, and uh, decisions are made. Like, and all by me and my in Superfund, we do everything in a, in a way that I like personally. I totally agree with all the decisions made by my section, but uh, but typically for inspections, where are newer. I've I've read. I read so much stories and like we, uh, we have this agency thing or anytime we're mentioned in the news, it just goes on this website and we look at it and read it every day or I read it every day. It goes, yeah, anyway. But, uh, so we, we uh, should read that sometime. Uh, but time, like it's, it's not, uh, so we're not the good guys. We're, uh, we we're, were really quick, just like the IRS, exactly like the IRS. We're really quick to pursue people when they don't have the financial means to defend themselves because going after people when they have a lawyer is really expensive and sometimes we'll lose. So we don't. So like whenever a factory does something really bad, sometimes we'll find them, but if they can't afford it, we won't, because you know, we don't want to fuck with their ability to have people working. We'll just like be nice, super nice. And if they're, if they totally afford like Pugum's pride in Nacogdoches, when I lived there, they were constantly just sending untreated effluent into the sewer and just paying the really cheap, cheap to them, cheap to their profits. Uh, five whatever fee it was to the city uh, for them to just get untreated sewage. And that was one of the problems they described to me when I was job interviewing there in like uh, 2018. I never thought of that. Yeah, it's like, a whole, it's like a whole thing. It's like when you have so much money, what's illegal? Like when, the, when the things are fine? Nothing. Uh, like right now in my hometown, not my hometown, the town I live in currently, <laughs> much more descriptive. Uh, it's just North of Austin. We're getting a new Samsung factory and that's cool jobs. Uh, they're building a new Starbucks, all this stuff. I just moved here. I don't care. It looked like before. Everyone whines. I don't whine. I like, the, I like the the new, the urge. It's fun. Uh, but right after they clear, you know, started building on that, right after they moved here, uh, it was discovered that the Samsung factory in Austin had been uh, for 280 days straight dumping. I think it was uh, battery waste. It could have been something else. Something terrible. I actually don't remember what it was. Uh might not have been battery waste that are tracked, the whatever I said, dumping something into the river, dumping something for 280 days straight. It was a horrible Jesus. thing. I Don't sue me, Samsung. I, I, I got like two, 284. I'm fucking going straight yeah. to jail. But like uh, apparently, because it's pocket. You know, and who, who listens to this? Do you see your viewers? Like, are you popular? I have. Is it just, is it just me and your mom? Who, who, who listens to you? 15
0: regular viewers and like 50 uh, just, or 35... um random viewers
1: okay cool, so. cool cool that's just a little better by the time you get big i'll be at a different job probably because yeah. they don't pay me enough pittance yeah yeah
0: i want to get i want to get the whole reason i started this podcast because i want to get into politics eventually
1: that's so I cool wanna learn
0: as much as i can about um everything everything yeah
1: yeah well when it comes to people's stances uh if, if they if they have a foot in the race economically uh that's going to be their stance and that's so frustrating about like our society i think we need to structure our economy around what is sustainable not what's sustainable big quotes around that air quotes i did air quotes guys uh around but around the word sustainable if it's good for your economy you know like it should be the other way around yeah i think there's
0: there should be a way both can happen at the same time i think with less um i subscribe more to the um the mises uh theory of economics you know the, Aust- the austrian school of economics where it's yep. like uh <clears throat> well it's it's more uh it's more along uh, labor is a certain amount not i, I kind of just learned about it so i'm not very good at uh, uh dictating my
1: philosophy and economics <laughs> i also <laughs> just learned about it, so uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but i'm learning i just i just want to just put it out in the ether. That that's yeah. The, yeah. the theory I kind of follow, and that's more uh, mm. um, more towards the capitalist side of things. That you can't. Um...
1: So capitalism inherently, what is capitalism? Let's let's talk about capitalism instead of communism for a little bit. That'll be fun. Okay. So capitalism. what what is capitalism to you? So you let's so you define it, since you like it so much.
0: I do actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm, capitalism... I'm, no, you're
1: good. So you should define it. <laughs>
0: Capitalism is your inherent right to uh, own things, to own your own property, and to build free enterprise uh, in a free market, right?
1: What do you mean by, what's a free market?
0: Free market, uh, free from-
1: Define your big terms. (laughs)
0: Yeah, free from what I would say- Capital ones. I would would define as overt government regulation, right? So instead of the government telling you, you have to produce this product this way, you can just produce whatever product you want right, within the bounds of a certain framework, right? right. So, you, so can't go out, you can't go out and create, like, I don't know, weapons of mass destruction for no reason, right? Right.
1: So is what you... Okay, so to continue to further define is <laughs> what we live in... No, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? We've got to define things for our viewers and it's to make sure that we know we're on the same page. It's like okay. playing a game, playing Monopoly. We've got to make sure we're playing by the same house rules, and we know about the rules yeah. so the other person doesn't cry when they find out that the free parking doesn't mean anything. I'm so surprised. that's sad. That's really sad when that happens. But uh, so to continue to find, is the, uh, is the society we live in right now uh, capitalist enough to be, uh, free enterprise enough to be capitalism? Uh, or does the government stop you, for example, you or anyone you can think of as an example, from being able to produce the product they want in a way they want? That's interesting. Like is, is this is this capitalism or is this not a free enough
0: market? This is as capitalistic as you're going to see in a major, major world power.
1: But we're talking about we're talking about like uh, idealism here, right? So this is my idealism, we're your about, idealism. What okay do you it. think is right? What is this is capitalism or is it not capitalism? That's my big question.
0: Well, it's capitalism. Like it's capitalism, but it's not the ideal.
1: It's not the Mm -hmm. ABL. So what would? So what is? I'm saying to make sure that I'm right before I go on and you know blah, you know whatever uh, is what is wrong with today's version of capitalism. What regulation would you like removed to make this a freer, more just society?
0: I would remove subsidies.
1: Subsidies. Yeah,
0: I hate the. What's a a
1: subsidy? I don't know. I don't know what a subsidy is. Okay. For the sake of our audience.
0: Here's here's my position, right? So a subsidy is the government paying a group of people to do something a certain way, right? So the government is paying corn subsidies. They're giving corn farmers or these huge corn corporations, their farm, well, they're super farms. You know what
1: I'm talking about. So a financial incentive to control their behavior.
0: Yes, I would remove all of those.
1: So the government shouldn't pay people to dictate their behavior.
0: The free market, yes so removing
1: the subsidies is there anything else
0: oh yeah (laughs) i think um yeah there shouldn't be corn subsidies there shouldn't be oil subsidies there shouldn't be the government shouldn't be
1: i definitely uh, agree well the subsidies we have in agriculture are crazy i think
0: yeah and i also believe that um the government should act more as a referee more than anything you know I believe in environmental regulation. I believe in industrial, um, you know, making sure that industry follows a certain guidelines for the good of all humanity and are the place that we live, right? In, in both safety and environment, I, I assume. Agree. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's the
1: main ones I know about. So that's why I'm not going to talk <laughs> about <shit. laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm just, so what? So what else would be changed besides subsidies?
0: Um. See, I don't know enough
1: about the uh, the particulars, right? Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure that this was enough of a capitalist society where I could use the real world examples of what's existing today in a capitalist society as examples of why capitalism is is probably not the right answer. And I I just wanted to make sure that this big, big motions of arms around me of the world is enough of an example of capitalism that you will acknowledge that it fits.
0: Well, because it's not as if I could go out tomorrow and start my own business. No, no. no. I, right. Why not?
1: You totally could. Uh, don't you have an automatic guaranteed small business loan from the VA? Well, because because the you are in the military. Yeah, right. you you chose so a free you, market. Cause it's, this up. is a free market that you, you, you chose to sacrifice time and a little bit of personal freedom to get certain things, right? right? Free market. You wanted it. You got it. They offered it. All that good shit, right? So now you have guaranteed access to small business loans why can't you start a small business because this is i'm just saying this is a free market right i just wanted to anyway point my general point is okay. capitalism the the love of profit the concept of profit is the best you know the the concept of shareholders and the ever exponential need for resources ever exponential need to pay people less to get more out of it uh it just causes inequality not just inequality a structural inequality, and, and especially when there's components like racism, like systematic white supremacy, uh, and, and they're not just cla- between class warfare, but when there's actual class warfare and the extra cultural components added in, I think that the current state of the world today, as it is, especially just in America, is proof that capitalism is not the answer. I don't
0: think capitalism. Is not
1: for most people. I think everyone wants, to, wants it to be their answer, and they think, if only I just, then it would be my answer. And everyone doesn't want to, everyone loves the devil they know. No one wants to change. No, no one likes the idea of suicide by revolution. There's some quotes about that, but I don't know. But I don't want to be suicide by revolution either. I, I don't even think we should even do a revolution. I think we should just start uh, giving people the things that they need and create systems, like little ecospheres of like, okay, food is growing here uh we need to create vertical farms we need to uh, stop oil entirely we need to create trains to get people from city to city and, and and whatever it takes like trains within the city to get them around so people don't need cars and have cars that people can use if they want to have a little bit of extra freedom you know like rental or own whatever but we know they don't no one needs to need a car and I, I think that taxes taxing people is probably the easiest way like you know everyone pooling their resource everyone pooling their money it's probably the easiest way to pay for these things uh, I think that the government shouldn't be out to get a profit. I think that the government, if they know our, how to do or if they know the taxes already, shouldn't make us do our that's own taxes, trying to cheat us. I think a lot of things.
0: The IRS should definitely be abolished, first of all. I agree with you there. But oh, the I hate second- this
1: so much. Or they should just do our fucking taxes right from the get go for us. Just they present know how us. Much we owe. They, they know how much we, earn. we owe. Yeah. They know how much we earn. There's no need to take more than that. Fuck a refund. Just don't tag more. Don't say, well, we should all, our money should go to a very like a very crystal clear structure. I want to know the paintbrushes that the military buys. I want to know how much they are. I want to know why they didn't get them at Lowe's, that kind of thing. Because I remember seeing the logistics for that shit when I was training for that uh, the stupid uh, 3M position where you fucking ordered <laughs> stuff, repair <for laughs> parts, petty officer Airbnb. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so I was training for that and I, I watched um, somebody ordering some stuff, $60 paintbrushes we were going to use once and throw away. And I was just like, this is, ridiculous. Why can't we get them at lows? This is making me upset because that's where taxpayer money goes. Government waste and contracts that are uh, very much cited against the taxpayer and whatever, etc. Oh, no. Bureaucracy. Was, uh... The problems with bureaucracy is very much described and lamented by Marx. Marx would have agreed with most of the things you believe.
0: Okay. See, how do you have a communist system without bureaucracy? You can't. It is yeah, an totally bureaucracy good. created around a utopian vision. That's the whole thing.
1: No, no. So first, got we got <laughs> to define the word bureaucracy.
0: Bureaucracy right? is... Because you got
1: to define all the big words. Because you... You, he, you know what I mean? It's just like in science. When people say the word theory, it means a very specific word. When we talk about political science, the word... Uh, it just it means something very specific. So what does bureaucracy mean to you?
0: It is... That's a hard word to define. It's red tape. It's government um, paperwork. It's it's yeah. It's it's the paperwork that keeps you from getting from A to B. That's the, the Best way for it's, me it, to explain it. Yeah.
1: So impressed. so when you look at when you look at the way the government structure, or current government legislative, it's entirely bureaucracy. It's everything. Everything is between A and B. Like you, when you have a problem at A, and you're like, okay, I need to see you all or whatever, and then they have all this bullshit. And they never get to be because they're too busy giving each other fucking tax cuts and rebates and, and different holidays. You know, like they're, I, everything's bureaucracy. Bureaucracy, you're right, is the problem. It's everything in between. And uh, in the communist society, so <laughs> according to Marx, and this is again evolved over time, Marx uh, wrote different things. And I, all I know is that I've, heard, I've read like three books and I agree with everything that they said. And it was just like, oh my God, I've always believed this. Like, I don't know if you remember. But when you and I played Soul Call, or when everyone played SoulCloud over in my room, uh, I always had this weird way where I thought that whoever lost should not pass the controller, whoever won should pass the controller. Because that just inherently always made more sense when I was younger. It still makes sense to me to this day, because it's more fun. Because if someone who just wins over and over, then he's just gonna get better because he's unrusty. You know, He's just practicing. He's just, yeah, never giving it up. And now everyone else has to share this other controller because he's capitalized on it. He's a winner. He's the winner. You know so he's just gonna get better he's never gonna lose his place and everyone else is just gets gonna practice every now and then every seventh try right so they're never gonna get the chance to improve so that one person is eventually gonna have fun on first but eventually he's not gonna have a challenge he's not gonna have a good time because other people aren't improving and they, they're just getting frustrated because he keeps whooping their ass and eventually he gets bored you know but if he passed the fucking controller you know what i mean then everyone gets i'm so sorry podcast listeners i'm so sorry <laughs> that was Anyway, but uh, then you pass the controller, the people will be able to um, get better and improve and everyone will go to rise together and just get better. You know, and then pretty soon we're all doing cool combos and it's not only a joy to play, it's a joy to watch. Right? Just, and, and if we structured society that way, you know, if the people who needed the resources got the resources, like if there was going to be any, uh, what you would call social programs, I don't call those social programs because I don't think that that we should be I think that's going to be the only purpose of the government. The only person of the government is what I think you would probably call social programs, is to make sure that the people who needed it had it. People who could provide it for themselves can provide it for themselves and probably should. And I think that if you give the society what you can and take what you need, is probably more than enough if we do things efficiently. Yeah. And stop doing paper plates. Like things like paper plates, so much we have so much little water. This is the rain there's so much little water in our, in our country and so many different st- cities are sinking and stuff like if the whole Southwest is about to dry out even further uh, we, we should completely eradicate uh, industries, whole industries that we define that the government someone uh, maybe not this government, a government, a group of people at least should define are unnecessary like paper plates.
0: Yeah
1: it's a big water usage you just look into the water usage on that. And then be like, "Well, does it matter if I take a ten-minute-long shower or a twenty-minute-long shower? Yes. Doesn't matter." Person, no, no, not because if everyone takes an hour-long <laughs> shower, that is not a single day at the paper play industry.
0: Right, it's crazy. So, the whole thing about water, right? So, I know a lot about water just because that's my job. Um, that's good. Underneath Los Angeles and up in groundwater, the water, the groundwater, right? Ninety-five percent of our fresh water comes from the ground. Groundwater, right?
1: And how much of that groundwater is used for industrial versus domestic? I couldn't tell you that because it's pretty significantly it's, it's going to be the biggest water use in the country is at industry. And then it's agriculture and then it's a few other things and then it's domestic.
0: I know, I know agriculture uses a lot. So you go by like acre yards and it's like
1: because we don't grow things in the right places. Why are we growing anything water intensive in South California? We shouldn't, if we need it grown in South California, it was just a wrong need. We just don't need to grow in there. There's not enough water there. We should, we should use the resources we have where they are because they're needed there by everything else, but by the ecosystem that creates us a healthier environment. Yeah. And well, I think that should be the basis of society because we've gotten to such a scale that we have, to, uh, we have to take that into account. Right.
0: So if you can't grow it in Southern California, where do you grow
1: it? It depends on what you're talking about. I think everyone should eat local. And I think uh, greenhouses and stuff like that and vertical farm can be done really well. It's kind of expensive for the initial installation for vertical farms for sure. But they can be done really well with very little water and you can grow lots of things where they wouldn't naturally grow. But like you can you know, like if you start relying on bulbs for electricity for your light, then that's not going to make sense for electricity. So it's really a factor of your sunlight. Wherever there's sunlight, you can grow whatever you need, you know, but you just need to create the infrastructure and uh, forget about (laughs) <laughs> Just forget about conventional farming. If you I need mean, to I till know. it, don't don't do it.
0: I live That's in Death yeah. Valley. This isn't really good uh, growing
1: weather. That's rough. You bought a house in Death Valley. I did. Yeah. It's oh actually, man. Eventually, up. I'm gonna come to California. I should visit you if you're down. You, you save me an Airbnb for a day. You know. <laughs> yeah. Bring yeah. yeah, cool. my bring my got your really young girlfriend. Yeah. Cool. Got her in college. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sure. Go <laughs> <Take> Yeah. <your times. laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> where were we? I got lost. <laughs> so okay. I was ranting. Yeah, I appreciate it. That was good.
1: I mean, um, it's a podcast, right? You can edit all the dumb this stuff. Is, right?
0: The name of the podcast is Ramblings of a Madman. So
1: yes, yeah, it's whatever you want to do. That's
0: exactly it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the genius. I'm glad,
1: I'm glad this won't be like a video recorded thing. Or you're going to do this on YouTube. as one day
0: i am i am doing it on youtube too
1: okay well if you see anything that you shouldn't see blurred out before it goes to youtube just zoom in and inspect okay i'm just kidding anything. there's nothing back there i already oh, cleaned it twilight i I need you to blur that
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my face is uh my face is covering your twilight book so it's all right and then uh i batman over there and
1: uh crazy Fuck just yeah yeah
0: do you see the new batman movie
1: yeah, I just watched it actually a few minutes ago. I did not, I was not a fan, nope.
0: Really?
1: I'm very critical of um, movies sometimes. Not all, I like a lot of movies, I'm not just always unhappy with them. But I was not a fan of very many scenes in that movie. It was pretty atrocious. Yeah. There is theory out there
0: that the guy in that last scene, I was laughing, He's supposed to
1: be the Joker. It was pretty obviously the Joker, but in you know, the scene before they switched to it, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, This is so fucking predictable. They're about to hint at the Joker in the next movie. And they switched over and this guy was like, and a clown, and we're just like, it was the moment he said, I am vengeance. I was like, oh my God, what did they do? They they spent $200 million on, didn't have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was so confused about that score. Have you seen Titans? Because that's a good example of what I expect a, a movie, even a movie, should rise to. That show, that HBO show, Titan. 100% better than that $200 million blockbuster. I don't think First seasons. It's, it's on HBO. The first two seasons are really top notch compared to the, the Batman movie. Uh, but they're what I, what I expect. If, the, you know, if I wanted a gritty, grungy, violent, adult superhero, violent show yeah. or movie. That's what I want, and I just want that as an example to all the viewers out there who is just like, this guy's a hater. He just hates Batman. I love Batman. I love the trilogy, the last trilogy. Not the – I never Bale. actually – I never saw – yeah, I well, love Christian Bale, the Christian yeah. Bale trilogy. I never saw the any of the Ben Affleck stuff. I like Ben yeah. Affleck. I, he- I, don't, I don't mind them. I just never saw the movies because I, I heard they are bad before. I had the opportunity, so I just never made the time. Yeah. But, uh, but I really like the, the Christian Bale trilogy. It was, it was really good. But mm-hmm. the Titans, you should watch that if you like the same thing. It's about I t- the Teen Titans if they were adults oh, cool. and a little more grungy, a little bloody, Maybe. hot. You know, good good times. Supposed
0: to have a Nightwing in there instead of Robin.
1: Both. Both. It's it's Robin. Spoiler, spoiler, guys. Do you want spoiler? <laughs> yeah. It has Robin. Robin it has Robin and Robin as he transitions in Nightwing. As oh, you know, okay. like there's a different Robin. At the same time in this in the story as robin transitioning to nightmare oh
0: okay i got you. yeah
1: good it's good it's good shit i didn't actually i don't know anything about comics so i didn't know that that was gonna happen uh but i knew who nightwing was because i played a video game or two and i was very excited that that was the story I was like, Oh yeah dick
0: grayson's one of my favorite
1: robins dude he does the actor does a very superb job i think yeah uh, like he's a the violence. I love. I love some good realistic violence. I love when they show you like recovering the episodes after. I love all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, and this was just good. De Grayson was a very uh, good actor, and who's the main character, obviously. So. I'll check
0: it out. I have. I have HBO too, so
1: I can. You. You, re- you really should. Uh, they falls falls out of quality. Last season was not the best, in my opinion. I, I don't know what happens. I think that when shows get really good. The, the directors move on I'm yeah. guessing or the it's writers amazing. On. Oh,
0: it's amazing how often that happens I don't think it's always the director either I think it's mm. just the story kind yeah
1: of actually I think I heard you talk first. about this on one of your previous podcasts but uh, I may have I don't could be wrong <laughs> dude I, I was really happy to hear cause when you talked about conspiracy theories that you as soon as you start on jet streams I was like oh god this is gonna be horrible and you were like it's condensation and I was like yes <laughs> cheers <laughs> for Justin it's awesome yeah <laughs> I was worried for a second It's like, come on, you can Google it. It's Googleable. But we do poison us from planes through pesticide, and it's not always apparent the health effects uh, of what they're doing when they do it or on who. It's not always apparent on who's around when they do it. So, like a lot of the theories on all that stuff, I think, is intermixed with the truth of pesticide getting dropped on cities, getting dropped on agriculture workers, and so forth. So, you should look that up it's not an conspiracy theory as much as it's just an enviro- environmental justice topic that'll make you cringe
0: pesticides are weird okay because mm-hmm. we use them to kill They're it's a poison that we use mm-hmm. to kill things that eat our crops i guess the you know, i guess the question i have is how else would you do it because i mean i guess you could use spiders
1: or just um, <laughs> that that would be interesting i, uh, I i'm not I'm, I'm not knowledgeable enough about uh, about agriculture to, to say how we can transition normal everyday agriculture without uh, going because i know going organic or, or pesticide free phrase is very inefficient it's very uh it's risking it like i know beekeeper i knew a beekeeper in college he was a teacher who uh talked about trying to uh, at one point he tried to do it organic and no pesticides and he just like it was every other year he lost all of his bees and that's just because that's how life works, you know? Uh, and uh, so you don't have consistent crops if you don't do it chemically. Uh, and I don't think there is like a really easy way. But what what I would suggest is that we abandon conventional farm and put it in vertical farms. And, uh, and then generally speaking, a lot of the things that you would use pesticides for aren't an issue. And the other things we can probably figure out a better way than to pesticides, than conventional pesticides. Because there's certain ways that we can turn pesticides... Uh, called like endocides for example that are like a pesticide that is only susceptible to that species Hmm. you know usually made from that species itself in some way i think Um, yeah so like but there's other ways that we can just uh, remove that like i know a huge problem one of the reasons why we're constantly uh, treating the soil with pesticides or treating the soil to make it acidic is uh, for nematodes you know nematodes are they're
0: little uh little bugs i assume
1: they're kind of like worms. They live in the soil. When people talk about ringworm or any kind of parasite worm, I'm using the word worm and a parasite, that's what it's all used in the nematode family. Uh, they're, they live in the soil. They live in water. And they get to you through undercooked uh, pig. They get to you through undercooked fish. They get to you through like shellfish, specifically. Uh, and soil, when you touch, like, in water. When you, like, drink water, untreated water, or when you're walking around and you're touching soil, sometimes they'll go through your skin. Uh, just right-absorbed barefoot kids, uh, and that's the living you, you know, and they, they have various life cycles, and the one in swine is particularly bad because part of the life cycles, you go to your brain where they, uh, they hatch eggs, bad stuff. So we treat, um, we treat the soil a lot from those we, and stuff like that, and we wouldn't have that if you wasn't using natural soil, if you, or, or, you know what I mean, if you were using it in a, in a controlled space, you wouldn't have uh, the need for a lot of the issues Is, is part of the point. But uh, I, I'm not. I feel like an agriculture person, and uh, you know, people who are more about like uh, greenhouses and, and just general um, water. I, I think some places would probably can use the soil. I just know that conventional farming uh, ruins uh, the, the structure of the soil, which is uh, a natural a natural resource that we can't uh, we can't even uh, um, like. It's, it's non-renewable. It's just not new, We can't fix it. We can't uh, can't fix it, and we can't replicate it. Uh, the structure of the soil is vitally important, and as we destroy it through conventional farming, that's what caused the Dust Bowl. Uh, we 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 to change how we do with a lot of our agriculture since then, but it's still uh, continue. Like what we, we do now is we tend to over fertilize everything, and then as it rains and as we water, it goes down into the water channel, and it ends up in you know the wherever everything goes down. Here is to be the Mississippi i don't know where you know in california where all the water goes but we have a dead zone in gulf of mexico um you know and it's just because all the fertilizer goes in there and it over fertilizes the plant plankton which multiply and then they don't have enough food so they all die at the same time um or as they're made basically in masses and as they biodegrade they could remove all of the oxygen from the water so it creates this in which everything needs all fish well, plants need the oxygen. So as it creates this massive dead zone, there's the whole of life, a whole of dead, no no life, you know, like a desert in the ocean kind of thing. Uh, anyway, and it's because we're just pumping fertilizer, pumping fertilizer in the soil, and we should just do it differently. We should do it in a way that, like, if we did vertical farms everywhere, close to population centers, uh, and then only did conventional farming for more substance in certain areas, like areas that just had good soil for agriculture or whatever, sure. You know they already have the infrastructure, why destroy it? You don't need it, I, I might, you don't need to, you don't need to build stuff, they have it, it's good. But like places like California and places like New York and that everywhere that, in Texas, everywhere that has huge population centers needs to have, in my opinion, vertical farms close to source so that way they can feed the population without all the excess transportation and without the food deserts that uh, create a lot of people's health issues.
0: You know, I've also heard about uh, crop rotations.
1: Yeah, that that helps with uh, some soil structure, and that's what we do necessary to make it enough to hold life. But it doesn't keep the structure enough to hold the nutrients. Because the soil used to be able to hold nutrients because there was layers and layers and layers of organic material. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, since we've tilled it a few times, we've destroyed the natural resource, and it'll never get to as awesome as it was. So
0: I suppose... The major cons of doing the vertical farming, like you're talking, would be the cost and then probably higher water usage, I would imagine.
1: Low A, lower water usage. They can grow, um, because they genetically modify crops to do a lot of things. And they, because like right now, most of the water, if you think about like a plant and where it is in the soil, uh, most of the water that like a plant needs, uh, it gets when it rains or if there's a high enough water table for the capillary fringe, you know, you know, the ship, you know what all these words are. And if you don't know if they are readers, look them up, they're not, you know, I don't care. Uh, but like, you know, like, so it's, it's a very limited amount of, of the water that's there that they have access to. Uh, so they don't, they don't actually need much water. And if you think about like the, the, when we water things uh, and from the agriculture, not from the natural, there's already water there, everything's growing naturally. Uh, but from the agriculture uh, irrigation standpoint, the, when we water something, we, uh, you know, it hits where it needs to go and it just keeps going. You know, it goes down to the water table, it goes to the river, you know, uh, it just kind of keeps going. Uh, we use way more water when we do irrigation than it would just using the exact amount of water it needs. You know, it's a very controlled environment, but there's lots of vertical farms out there uh, already being made, but it's kind of an evolving industry and, and it is extremely expensive comparatively, but it's not, it's similarly expensive as all the shipping and the subsidies and all this other stuff that they use now to keep our agriculture system full of float you know because the subsidies are part of the cost we use because if we want these farmers to grow food we have to pay them whether or not we eat that food or not and all that stuff yeah. you know what i mean so like that's part of the cost of conventional farming right so it's a food is expensive getting food for a whole system of people with crazy amounts of people is almost an impossible task so i just think that it's a much better to way. if we were to think about it in small communities, so that way there was resources of food where there's people. And we know that those populations, wherever they are, have a source of food. And then we know that the populations, wherever they are, there's enough houses, you know, and we should just organize resources in whatever way we need. And I'm sure we can do that without just taking things from people at gunpoint. Uh, imminent domain is a powerful tool that has been uh, overutilized. For economic reasons, and not enough for like society structuring through like sustainable community development, sustainable community infrastructure, and um, landscape ecology. You know what I mean? Like the, the things that are like that fit together in, in a system. You know that that's how eminent domain should be used. I think. I
0: think it should be used sparingly, if anything. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know enough about eminent domain to be able to make a judgment call. I know, right. well, from what I know well, I about that, it, yeah. I know that it's the uh, government saying that they need this land for this thing, like they're building
1: a... For whatever they, they need, any, almost any reason. Here. Almost any reason. Like uh, there's a lot of cases, this one case that was really pivotal, where the government got it for uh, economic reasons just to build a strip mall that no one needed, someone wanted, and they were like, hey, it'd be great for the community, and the government took someone's land, and it was a really pivotal case, went to the Supreme Court. It was in the East Coast somewhere, big deal uh, a long time ago, and now it basically allows the kind domain to be used really haphazardly. I just think it needs to be used. Re- I think that's how we should restructure society, because uh, like you don't like if you had a house, um, they say where right where uh, the computer is basically the computer said we needed a water treatment plant. Right. Take you should take your house, you know, take it and you should get paid for it. You know, it shouldn't be at gu- gunpoint. You know, and it should be like a fair market value, or maybe you should be I just go get something that you think is a fair market value in a placement and they should just swap you, you know, that kind of thing. Like, oh, like no matter what the fair market value is, because right now you might get screwed, especially, you know, like if in the market like now, you should be able to at least have a house like your house somewhere or just get paid for it. But either way, we're like all that money. I don't know who's people, everyone's got to make a profit in that, like, little, little 30% of, um, of profit that everyone takes on everything they do yeah. adds up and it makes things really unsustainable fast as more and more people get in the system in between people you know uh, so I, I just think that structuring society around profit is is bound to be inefficient like not just like creating qualities but it's inefficient we're not you and I aren't living our best lives we, we could have flying cars and stuff you know if if the society was structured, not only more fairly, but more efficient. I don't know about all that. Well, well, I know in Cushing, (laughs) Texas, which is far East Texas, it's near Louisiana, has a power power refinery, right? That they only turn on when Austin wants power, which is all the way across the state. Right. And they just turn it on at that time. And only, only then, and a good percentage of their power is just lost to the the, the, the distance, you know what I mean? Of the cables. And it's because of when they built this thing everything's connected you know so they can just send it basically up like whatever you know what i mean so when they built this thing they were like who was going to pay us the most right the the free market shows austin right so when like hurricane katrina because hurricane katrina or no, all the hurricanes goes right up uh right up the you know border of louisiana and texas mm-hmm. uh, and everyone doesn't have power that machine didn't turn on because austin didn't need power you know like, it's just, uh, society isn't um, gonna, when, when Texas froze and everyone didn't have the infrastructure here because it wasn't profitable to spend um, freeze, you know, like insulation, whatever, in a, in a hot ass state, because it never gets cold here, it wasn't, prob- wasn't a good idea for the profit margin, so they didn't do it, so we lost everything. We had all these different places that, but even though they could have turned on and they weren't frozen or whatever, it just wasn't profitable at that moment because no one was willing to pay them the huge cost it would cost them to turn it on. It wasn't about what people needed and what we had. It was about who can make money off of this and if people were willing to pay that. And that's the way we've that's the way In my opinion, that is the problem with capitalism. It's not about what we have and who needs it, who's around. You know, it's not about people, right. profits, and the environment. It's just is focused on profit which I think is just sheerly unsustainable because I think profits, people being able to have a good living based on their input into society. I don't think that's necessarily a wrong thing. You know, I think, but I think that letting people starve and letting people be houseless when, because just because they don't have enough money to give someone else an you know, a little bit extra, you know, I I think you should, I should be able to get a mortgage because I can't afford my rent. A mortgage would be cheaper. You know but because people yeah. you know what i mean like it's all it's all structured i'm a government servant i can't live in I, I work in the capital of texas i can't afford to live in the county the capital is in because rent is so high i had to move an hour away from work because we don't get raises at the same rate as inflation. you know well we don't get raises at the same rate i think the government should control things like that i don't think our rent should be able to be raised for example think- at a certain, at that fast, you know, I, I was I went from uh, paying a thousand dollars a month to, to 1200 the next year to 1400 the next year. And I was getting raises that lined with that. So it was like saying I had the money, I wasn't broke, but, uh, but I never like made more money as I got promotions. And then like, I wasn't going to pay 1400 and I was like, this is crazy. So I had to move into Taylor, which is a wonderful little town. Yeah.
0: I was living in fucking, um, uh... cool. Oxnard,
1: mm-hmm.
0: California, just about I don't know an hour and a half outside of L.A. Two thousand dollars a month for a one bedroom, one bath.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of awesome prices. Uh, we we were way north Austin though, living in kind of like a odd spot, so It was really cheap. Really? Right next to my job, it was the perfect place. I literally walked across the streets my, to my work. It was uh, super convenient. But then COVID happened, so I never walked to work. And then as soon as we moved an hour away, telework ended. I don't That's think, how life works. I don't mm-hmm.
0: think people are meant to live in big cities like that. Just like on top of each other and in just such a huge
1: – I definitely don't think place. that we evolved in that atmosphere. I do not.
0: I think it's just bad for, for mental health or
1: – I think it can be good world. for mental health. I, I think that it's definitely the most efficient way to live. I know that like powering homes when they're all grouped together – it's much easier than powering homes when they're far apart it's yeah. a lot easier for to give people food to give people jobs I, uh, I i i just think that we need to we need to take into account mental health make areas walkable and and, and all the problems in society like like this whole the green the more green we have around and, and like right now it's one of the one of the ways that you can show you know see uh you know white supremacy and uh, inequality through life is uh, is where there's trees uh look around and you'll I'm saying it's called redlining uh, at a certain point uh not very long ago uh, I don't really know the decade, so I'm not going to say a decade, but let's just say sometime between giving everyone giving all colors of society the right to vote and now they including now they have these areas called red line districts. you know what those are yeah where are they
0: back. Alright, so back for, in for the our 70s in the 70s what they did was they read re- they do districts based on uh, what community lived in those districts right they do mm. what they called uh redlining like you were just saying the mm. people who lived in those districts got a certain amount of funding and a certain amount of um resources from the city uh based on what the district was
1: fuck yeah and that's that was bad right that was in the 70s right we don't do that we don't do that no more is that is that something is about this we, we do yeah it is we do <laughs> no no it's not
0: redistricting what you're you're talking no, no, no. about uh I'm, what we do now is uh gerrymandering no, that's, different. No, no, that's voting rights that's a whole that's a whole different bag districts. of worms
1: that i'm not even talking about
0: okay well that's, there's redlining that's,
1: that's the, the, she that's she the that. reason why we can't vote ourselves to freedom but that's a whole different bag of worms that I'm not talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the reason, the way that society is still promoting white supremacy and keeping people down. It's like supremacy. I know. I knew you're going to roll your eyes. That's why I'm using that phrase instead of just like class warfare or whatever else. It's totally white supremacy. Anyway, check us out. Check us out. So we don't do that anymore because that's bad, right? Because that's racism. Redlining sounds bad, right? Does it sound bad to you? Do you think that's bad?
0: Well, semantically, I guess, yeah.
1: So you semantically think redlining is bad. Well, I think redlining is bad because it's bad, right? Anyway, so the way we do it now is we don't say the Brown people are over there and they don't get trees. What we do now is we, <laughs> we make it where if they get trees or not is dependent on how much the, that person's tax bracket is. Yeah. If that, if, yeah. So like if a, if a place has a lot of apartments, for example, and everyone lives there is not even in single-family homes because they can't even afford a mortgage. They can only afford a rent, right? So those places get a lot less in funding from the state, from whatever, uh, for greenery. You can look this up. It's it's taxes, property taxes is racist. Property taxes are racist because the way they're used, the way schools are made. Like uh, I had a friend who I went to college with. When you go to college, you talk to a lot of people who life experience. It's very much similar to the Navy, right? But the Navy, everyone's poor because everyone should decided to join the military, right? No one's like, I was super fucking privileged because everyone like needed the free education or everyone had a, a history of service in their family or something, some reason, you know, but it was all similar. There was a bracket, you know, you never met uh, heirs, you know, whatever, Not that I'm an heir, But like uh, <laughs> in college, I met some fucking privileged people, which I had never talked to before. I don't think in my entire life, people who, uh, Went to had really nice houses. I'm talking like, of everyone had nice houses, everyone they knew had nice houses. So, the tax bracket was, was so different that their school was dramatically different. And they had uh, like 10 or 15 different tracks that they could take to, to high school to get them coding certifications and become nurses to do all this crazy stuff. They, they'd already taken half the classes I was taking in high school. And I don't mean as dual credit, I just mean that as provided by their teachers who were just accredited and just taught the classes as like a, all AP courses. So they were just, as just going through their regular high school experience, they all were given introductory college classes. So they had the leg up, even though they started with a leg up. They had, they got paid tutors because their parents could afford it if they needed it. And they got free iPads because even though they could afford it and they had one at home, but they got one from the school, you know, because their taxes, because they had so much, because their percentage that they paid was, went so high that they had such a different life experience. They lived in such a different America than me, you know, that I, like, whoever you know i'm not going to go into my my crap because whatever you know alcoholism is the reason why i had a weird childhood you know nothing to do with uh anyway the point is uh like there's very different many property taxes yeah it's it's how it's how it starts winners and losers you know your did your your parent live in a nice area and that's why the people who uh Hoof it, and they go from a poor area to a nice area and they, they fucking beat themselves to death trying to pay that expensive rent uh, that they're doing that for their kids because now their kids can go to a nice school can have friends who do nice things in their life, you know, instead of just like, that'd be nice, you know, living the dream. They go skiing and stuff because they moved to the different area code. You know what I mean? To live in a different America. Like it's wild, the different states that we have, the different classes that we have and the experience between the two.
0: So what would be the first step of fixing that? Would, would it be just to get rid of districts? Have everybody funded the exact same? Here's nah. – you're in this city. The city has this pot of money, and that pot of money gets evenly distributed between every school.
1: Prob- as as Probably. School I, I think that people who decide that things should be our educators, I think, first of all. I think the people who decide well, – uh yeah but teachers unions don't decide those things teachers unions try to decide those things and they get (laughs) caught so so why do we have standardized testing teachers unions are very against it teachers in general are against it uh professors in teaching adults and teaching children are against standardized testing why do we have it they're
0: not all against it
1: they are just about look at look you should check out the the numbers on that the people betsy davos was the secretary of education uh, for Trump or whoever. And I'm not saying, I'm not being like, Oh, fuck Trump. Uh, but oh, fuck Trump. But, uh, but I'm just saying, yeah, but I'm not, that was just the caveat, but I'm not, but so Betsy Davis is a good example of someone who, uh, is, is she made the, she makes decisions about by education. Cause she was in the secretary of education. Uh, she didn't ask the unions, their opinion during this pandemic, when the teachers unions are trying to keep their teachers jobs, even though the teachers don't want to be in a room full of unvaccinated kids uh, teachers unions are like yeah. teachers are getting fired. They don't make decisions. The government makes decisions. Scientists don't make decisions about climate change. The government makes decisions about climate change. I think that the first step, the first step towards anything is stop listening to me. Cause I don't know shit about shit <laughs> is listen to the people who know the most about the subject and may let them make the decisions about it. And I think that they'll probably everyone who knows the most about every subject, making the decisions about the subject, Will probably take us in the right s- direction for society. And I'm talking including including social workers in making decisions about how uh, the social social world is. You know everything should be decided by the people in the industry. Uh, but some industries are just bad, and there should be watchdogs um, to make sure that everyone's making the right decisions. Because you don't want like a rogue doctor organization to kill everyone, or a rogue oil company to to, for example, investigate climate change in the '80s, prove that they were causing climate change. Almost single-handedly, and then hush it up. What Thanks, is, Exxon is? Mobil, Exxon. Oh. It's it's a public thing. They investigated climate change, figured out that it was real. That anthropogenic climate change was real, and that the oil industry was the leading cause. And they uh, said, "Oh," <laughs> and they just sat on the information until uh, the 2000 something when uh, someone released it. But I think it was Exxon. I don't Chevron. I don't remember. Someone's gonna sue me for libel. But. Um, you should look that up. I'm just saying that the government should be the watchdogs, if anything, but the people in society who know the most about the subject should be the ones who make the decisions. And then people should watch that for ethical man, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, I wouldn't yeah. worry about getting sued for libel because you'd have to write it down for it to be libel.
1: Um, yeah. Well, slander, my bad. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's usually the opposite way. People are usually like, I read this and it's slander because they don't know what libel means and I get it twisted. My bad, <laughs> I'm an idiot, it's fine. I'm just giving you shit,
0: dude, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with uh, most
1: of that. Right, yeah, I I th- I, that's what I told you, is I figured you and I would agree on most of it. And everything I said about how society should be structured was something that I always kind of thought, weirdly enough, but it's also described in a 45 page, the 45 page pamphlet in s- single syllable words. You know what I'm talking about? That, that was written, single syllable words, I'm talking like idiot proof, that was written by Marx and, uh, I think Marx and uh Len, I could be wrong, Marx and Engels together. They, they wrote it to, to be an idiot proof guide. They're like, no guys, workers have rights. Don't let them treat you this way. Don't let the propaganda fool you. Hey, I'm and all for, uh, the propaganda fooled them.
0: I'm all for unionization, man, let just go. Dude,
1: if you believe in unionization, then you are almost an anti-capitalist. <laughs> Like you're you're right there with me. You're you're my comrade. If you believe in unions, because <laughs> that's all. Dude, you know what a hammer and sickle mean? It's just union. It's the union of unions.
0: Yeah. That's
1: all the that hammer and sickle was meant to symbolize. See, a the unions coming together to represent the workers.
0: The problem with uh, with the the problem with communism is it's too. It would be too difficult to implement it. Period. You couldn't see, do that that's why country. socialism exists. It has the transition this state. Big. You couldn't do that with the, as much uh, different industries as we have. You can't control <clears> that with <throat> one entity, let alone one... You
1: wouldn't. It would be a network. A network of people controlling themselves. Yeah, but that's what communism is. It's communists interacting as a network.
0: See, what happens is that's the idea when it begins with, right? You have all these networks and then all of a sudden...
1: But it's, it's, never, it's never been enacted. It's never...
0: And then that point becomes a totalitarian leader and then everything just
1: goes. Well, again, this 45 page pamphlet that I, I'm just saying this 45 page pamphlet that separates everyone describes who this leadership is. And this leadership is basically jury duty of random people who get paid a worker's wage. And there's, there's no bureaucracy because they 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 only go up for a certain amount of time, like a jury, they have certain amount of things in their docket. You know, like these are the decisions we have to make as a group and they fulfill their jury duty and then they go home they, they don't have time to be a bureaucracy because it's like it's like a jury duty like just i'm just saying this 45 page pamphlet i'm just saying i can send it to you and weirdly enough amazon amazon sells it for three dollars which is almost exactly their shipping charge so it's kind of like amazon is disseminating propaganda for the cost of the delivery i'll totally send you send you a copy if you'll read it
0: that's ironic because
1: I think that if any company needs a union, it's Amazon. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree, but I'm just saying it, it'll you'll you'll know what people are talking about when they say they're communists. This was specific, specifically, specifically Marxist-Leninist communists, because there's a lot of different flavors of communism, all based on which book they read, basically.
0: Uh, I'll definitely I'll, a- I'll give a- it I'll give it its fair shot.
1: But. Yeah, well, we'll send, in Messenger, send me your address and I'll send it to you via Amazon. I've done it to a lot of people. Just read it because no one's read it so far. I've also sent a lot of people bidets, but I'm not going to send you a bidet. <laughs> but you should get a bidet, I toll papers for, for plebes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I had one uh, at my old place. I, so I nice,
1: I've never gone back.
0: I think I accidentally left it hooked up. I think I
1: forgot to take it, so I got to get yeah. it. Yeah, we just threw ours away when we moved. But yeah, the 30 bucks, we just didn't want to clean it after right. that. got a new one, Yeah, waste fucking recycle whatever but uh, but yeah but yeah, honestly like uh i feel like most of what everyone hates about communism is honestly just the idea that uh of what they're told in propaganda like they most people don't um a lot of people will agree with almost everything they say and a lot of people just want other people to have it hard because they did and some people just want to be better than other people and there's all other other reasons too but i think most of the reason is because they don't know what communism means? They only know what was defined by fucking somebody in some movie. I don't know. Here we go. Um,
0: okay, so that was that was good. Where were we?
1: Uh, I completely lost topic, but yeah, at this point uh, we're just gonna yeah, cut it. You right. just avoid. Right. You can always just cut the end of at the very <laughs> least. Cut the end of like the last like whole thought we had, and then but I, but like you said, no we'll one's gonna it. listen to an hour and fifteen minutes. So you might just want to cut a lot of the ramble. Or even just like, just go back and be like, you know, everything after I said it here was fucking stupid. Just <laughs> so that's what I would do. You yeah. just add this outro. That's
0: what happens. You get lost in the last on the condo. It's a good condo. Yeah. But on. if
1: you want, I could, I could straight up <clears> send you the, the manifesto. And we could always have one later down the road. And uh, I, now that one, after you read the 45 page children's book.
0: Yeah. I will, yeah. I'll look into it. Yeah, for sure. It's I'll really easy. Read the, And then I'll bring some more. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do some more research on my guy and then we'll, we'll compare and see how it looks. Yeah, that'll be good, that'll be
1: good. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, that was it. Uh, remember to uh, like and subscribe uh, to my YouTube channel. Right, you can find me on Twitter at um, Reverse Rob Reiner, at Reverse Rob Reiner, uh, that's me. And uh, where can they find you?
1: Uh, I do not exist on the social media space, uh, LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn, give LinkedIn. me a job, hundred grand, hundred grand a year, there you go. I will do something, whatever you
0: want. 100% and remember if uh, whoever likes this video, comments and subscribes, uh, I will be picking one random winner and I will give them a hundred dollars. Financial incentive, capitalism baby. <laughs> <laughs>